I wish this podcast would carry me away. But while talking to Squeak, and the shell get a word in edgeways. Record over a bottle of rum on a dock of Southampton Bay. Hey, to South, that is what we're talking about. To South. Saddle up my microphone, get deep in Baker Bone. To South, by Southeast. Welcome to Due South by Southeast. My name is Detective Squee, and I usually say with me as always is Dottie Baker and Mountie Michelle. But Dottie Baker is off on assignment with her mummy. Uh, you know, getting groomed, a grooming appointment today, and uh, uh, Mountie Michelle is off working for the NHS. Selfish bitch. How dare she? I know. Uh, so instead, I'm joined by uh, one of the other people who joins me every week, and that is. Civilian Aid Nicola. And this week we're going to do one of our special episodes. We haven't done this for quite a while, but we're going to do a Top 10 Canadians episode, a mini Mountie moment, if you will, with uh, one of our uh, early mini Mounties. I would love to say what number you are, and I'm sure you remember. Probably. Did you actually know you were a mini Mountie? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did ask previously, and, uh, but we asked the influence of alcohol. So okay, can, can we finish the intro? That. Can we finish the intro? Okay. <laughs> I've introduced the woman, and already, I mean, anyone think this was your show? Does anyone think this is your show? Yeah. What are you doing? God's sake, well, you. for a start, <laughs> to put in a mini Mountie moment with a mini Mountie, Lucy. Yeah. How are you doing, Lucy? I'm good, thank you. I have fake Kraken rum from Aldi, so I'm all good. And we may have had a few drinks already. We 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 did explore the lovely places in Southampton, the Hobbit, the shooting Mm -hmm. star, good places, the Rockstone, all of whom are welcome to sponsor the show. Okay. What free drinks? Yeah, exactly. Free drinks. Well, sorry, free drinks. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, and usually we would, um, yeah, we'd usually have, as I said, Michelle and Dottie here, but we're joined by a new member of the G South by Southeast team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's our new little boy, mm-hmm. our new doggy mm-hmm. on the block. Yeah, who new will doggy be on the block. inducted into uh, the Mini Mountain Club it's next week on an official feet. episode. Like, because, you know, these are like little fun-filled uh, fellow episodes. We, we love them, but uh, we do Mini Man's Club on all Michelle episodes. But we're going to welcome to the podcast now, Benton. Yes, Yay. Benton. Our new doggy is a rescue. Uh, you can just hear him uh, shaking his collar there. He's sniffing my feet quite intensely. Well, you know, he likes a bit of cheese. Aww. Oh, Ooh. Benton's uh, sniffing the microphone at the moment. But Benton... Um, well, I eat the microphone. So Benton's a rescue from, all the way from Romania. He Not is. He is. No. Wonderful. Um, well, you know. But he like loves you south. Yeah, yeah he of does. Course. He loves like, you south. Yeah. Got him. yeah. Yeah. We've recently uh, rescued him uh, via a wonderful company called Phoenix. Phoenix uh, Rescue. Uh, Phoenix Rescue. Phoenix Rehoming. Yeah. And they do a wonderful job uh, collecting dogs from all over Europe and mm-hmm. bring them here to the UK. And UK as well. They also rehome from the UK. Yeah. 
And you're fostering him first, aren't you? Well, we're just about to adopt him. Yes. So that's going being sorted as we speak. Hello, hello. Oh, he's coming over to say hi. One second. Oh, no. <laughs> he's very jumpy at the he's, moment. He's, it's he's only on. sniffing around the studio, just checking out everything, because I don't think he's been here too... Up he's here been too here long. a week. Yeah. So, so he hasn't really been in this room. He's not really allowed in this room. No. Obviously, there's so many wires. And Dumpy is not easy to get out of the car. No. Uh, but we're also joined by, by, by another uh, member, new person to, to Due South by Southeast. Uh, it's I a... can confirm I'm an actual real person. Yeah, well, I'd like to think you were. Well, we thought Lucy might be making you up to begin with, but, you know. Yeah. Well, well, and then I, I turned up in real life. <laughs> yeah. He was not uh, just an avatar. It is, of course, Chris. <laughs> uh, Chris. Sorry, Chris, what's your surname? Uh, it's Burroughs. Oh, Chris awesome. Burroughs, and you will also be inducted as a I was going to say, that's why he week. wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> we need you for another list next week. Uh, Lucy, sorry, Lucy, I want to call you Lucy Catatonius, because that's the <laughs> thing you use online. Uh, Lucy... My surname is actually Katon. Katon, of course. But, so my, my uh, Twitter handle is at Katonius, um, and Katonius came about because I did Latin and then classics at school for some stupid reason. And... Obviously, Caton is a boring surname. So my friends were like, huh, let's change it to Catonius. Because that's oh. much more interesting. And it's stuck. You don't sound happy with it. It's just like, when your friends create a nickname, you want it to be quite cool. And for your friends to around and go, oh, your nickname's Catonius. It's kind of mm. like, oh, thanks. Do you mean like Nicola Clunge? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, was that your nickname? It's cool. No, no. that's the one I came up. With. Your horrid face there, like <laughs> no, no, oh, this could be a was, deal breaker. That wasn't horrid. That was like really cool. I want to get this Nicholas. story. No, no um, what it was was uh, my Twitter handle is something like Nicola. Nicola Claire G. Yeah, that's yeah, it. which is weird. And I don't know. It picked it for me, and I couldn't be bothered uh, to yeah, change whatever. it. Yeah. And, yeah, and so um, Lucy thought I should be Nicola. Nicola Clunge. Clunge. Nicola Clunge. And actually, we did change it for a day, didn't we? In Manchester, when we were very drunk. We were changing it to Nicola, Nicola Clunge. Then she had the cheek of changing it back. I did, I did. You You're know right. you could change it again, though. I could, I could. I think Nicola Clunge is unique. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone else is going to have that surname. So. No? Yeah, no. probably for good reason. Yeah, but it's unique. And, you know, for, oh, I know Nicola Clunge, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. That sounds bad, doesn't it? I know. Oh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicola Clunch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But of course, the reason why we're gathered is to talk, to, talk about Due South not, and not, Canadians. Not talk about Nicola's Clunch. No, yeah. exactly. That's, uh, we we did about. that last week. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, we're going to uh, do one of our regular features, you know, because we're still, even though Michelle isn't here, we are still uh, having a few drinks, so... Yo ho ho! We're getting drunk as hell! Tell me what rum are we drinking, Michelle? So for Chris's benefit, because he's not got his headphones in, uh, we're talking about what drum we're drink what drum we're drinking? What rum we're drinking oh, this week. Sorry. No, that's okay, it's been played, it's fine. So it's, 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 that's the only other sound cue you And he's not drinking into. rum either, he's drinking bit he's drinking oh, Well this yeah. thing, we will we will reveal <laughs> what we're drinking. So uh We've gone for two old favourites, uh Nicola, if you wouldn't mind. Uh we've got Hopkins uh is it what's it called? Old spice. It's the, oh, the spice. spice one. Yeah. Not old spice. No, <laughs> well, we've run out of alcohol. You're that you're that drunk. You're like I've just cracked open the old spice. We've got Hopkins spice rum. Spiced rum. And what's the other one which you brought? Another favourite. I've got the Aldi special. 
uh, the old sea dog, black spiced, which is basically Aldi's version of Kraken, if anyone drinks Kraken. Yeah, well, if you look over there and the spike and we've got a sea dog there, we're big fans. Yeah. Yeah. 16.99, Aldi. It's if, bargain, isn't it? It's it is. so bargainous. It is. And it, it, yeah, and like you say, it's just like Kraken. Uh, yeah, the reason I got it is because I looked, I saw it on the shelf, I was like, the bottle looked like the Kraken, I was like, ooh, Kraken. And I saw the price tag, I was like, not cracking price. No. <laughs> this is a good deal. Off I go. Because um, I normally do have the old Hopkins. If I'm at ha- if I'm drinking at home on a Wednesday night as an alcoholic, um, I would normally go old Hopkins. But... Right, Nicola, I'm trying to subtly say don't breathe into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we want to drink better rum than old Hopkins. <laughs> I'm trying to subtly signal to you don't breathe on the mic. For the but benefit of the listeners. What you were signalling was not don't breathe <laughs> into the mic. You need a little hand signal. Yeah. Don't breathe into the mic. Sorry, shall I just what, not breathe? It? Just not <laughs> yeah. the microphone. Just don't breathe. Just, just like, I'm trying to hold watch, your nose. Sorry, I'm trying to watch Benny and see well, Benny's where fine. he was. He's not humping the pillow just yet. No. He's good. Actually, and oh my gosh, Chris is getting that. Uh, what's going on with me? Uh, Chris is petting so, Benny and he's being very good So last it. night, Chris met my cat. That's JJ. Benny, not Chris. Last night, Chris, Chris met my cat, JJ, and they got on very well. And tonight, he has abandoned JJ and is getting on with Benny. So, yeah. Spreading his love. But he don't oh, okay, getting on with Benny and spreading his love sound a lot dirtier than you mean it. Uh, if Chin scratches his love, then that's what he's spreading. Well, look, uh, let's, <laughs> let's get on to the purpose of this evening. Before we get into your top 10 Canadians, just very quickly... Uh, let's talk about first of all you said your uh, Canadian adventure you mentioned earlier that you had Canadian your adventure. one night in oh. Toronto so I, I do which again I, sounds I like, dirty I, I, as, as, as a young adult as a fan of G-South I always wanted to go to Canada I was presented with the opportunity back in probably about 1997 when I'd get away careful in the queue for the Virgin Atlantic flight to Orlando the air hostesses came along and said would anybody take £250 per person to go to Toronto instead of Orlando. And my dad was like, £250? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have places booked, though? In so we, we, were booked on, we were booked onto the flight to Orlando. No, um, no, but like, yeah, when you got there, didn't you have other things booked? Yeah, Dr... Uh, just shush. Okay. I will get to that point. Oh, well yes, done. Right. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> so we were booked... We were basically, we were in the queue for check-in... For the flight to Orlando, and they were coming along saying the flight is overbooked. Benny is currently scratching the cushion. Yes, yeah, teething in bed at the moment. It's all <laughs> sorts of mayhem. And um, the flight was overbooked, so they were looking for people to come off the flight and go via somewhere else. So they came along and said, "We will pay per person two hundred fifty pounds to divert to Toronto." So you go to Toronto on the way there. You still go to the yes. place you're going. Right. So the, the deal was that we would, instead of flying to Orlando, fly to Toronto, stay overnight in Toronto, and then the next morning fly down to Orlando. So my dad was like, no, not doing that. And me and my mum, being more sensible, were like, hang on a minute. £750 for three of us. We're not going to do anything the next day in Orlando anyway because we're going to be jet lagged. Why don't we just go to Toronto for the night? Yeah. And then after about 10 minutes of explaining this to Dad, he was like, oh, okay then, yeah, fine. <laughs> and we did that. So it was amazing because 
What they also did, as well as transferring us onto the Toronto flight, they upgraded us to business class. Sweet. And as a 14-year-old, this meant that I got two cans of Diet Coke when the drinks trolley went round. Ooh! Yeah. I was like, oh, you can have, they're like, oh, you have two cans. I'm like, oh, yes. This, this is she the was a wild, unruly teen, is this, what we're saying This was here. the dream. I was like, yes, this is how I want to travel in the future. Um, and we got to Toronto, went through security, went to the airport hotel, slept, woke up, went back to the airport, checked in for our flight. I don't know if you down to Actually, no. The most weird thing about it all was when we got, to, we went back to Orlando the following morning. No, we went back to the airport the following morning, got to Toronto Airport, checked in, and then it's like, oh, put your bags there. And we literally just dumped our bags in this pile. And that was apparently all they needed to transfer them to Orlando. It was really weird. It was like, I mean, this was pre 9 11, but it was just a little bit like, oh, we just leave our bags there and. That's it? Oh, okay. I mean, they turned up at the other end, but it just felt a bit like random. <laughs> Not very secure. <laughs> but that is my own experience of Canada, is Toronto Airport. <laughs> <laughs> was it a nice airport? From what I remember, it was a holiday in, so it was all... It was nice and clean and pleasant, and as you would expect. Yeah. But yeah, I I have I have ambitions to one day go to Vancouver and Whistler and all the nice mm. the nice places that Canada has to offer. But as yet, not it's not happened. Well, as I'm sure Nicola will want to fill up our drinks, we'll we'll start talking about uh, top ten Canadians, <laughs> please. <laughs> So, Lucy, uh, we charged you right at the last minute. Originally, the idea was you were going to... I had five. Originally, you were going to bring us five Canadians. Yeah, and so was easy. Our, yeah. So was our friend, Jem, from but, Talking Cods Wallet... Give me a second. So was Jem from the Talking Cods Wallet podcast. Unfortunately, she had some car trouble, had to pay out a yes. huge amount of money, as people who drive will uh, know. Yes. To get her car through the MOT or whatever various version of MOT you have in Canada or America or wherever you're listening from. Basically, so, cars yeah. are stupid. Yeah, cars are stupid and need money to be repaired and get onto the road. So she needs to do that and uh, that that's where she's at. So she can be with us tonight. So instead, uh, Lucy was charged with coming up with 10 Canadians, uh, an additional five at last minute. Additional five. How uh, many one of have you which, got? One of which is in memoriam to Gemma. Because I know there was there was one Canadian that I knew she was going to pick. Did you get up to ten? I have now. Because <laughs> you got up to eight earlier. Today. Actually, actually, I know. Actually, I actually got to eleven because I just crossed one off and put some fake Canadians on. But I'll explain that later. That's fine. We we're fine with fake Canadians. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, out to you, Lucy. Uh, and you know, Chris. Chris very kindly. As, Chris, as... Chris has helped me formulate this list and be oh. go like oh they're Canadian oh, yeah, essentially okay. Chris is Lucy's boyfriend <laughs> last minute he got roped into being on yes, the microphone I, he, was, he was brought along I was t- he was told you can just sit in the corner and drink beer because me and Gemma were been talking he was like oh that's fine I, I've been playing with Benji so Benton. Benton 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 Benji was another dog on the TV <laughs> Yeah, and they're all about singing yeah. and drink beer. Still oh, no, applies, no. but hey, we're just trying to include you a little yeah. bit. Just to be friendly. Like, yeah. You're, you're excluded because you don't drink rum. He's not excluded. Oh yeah. He by the way, by the way, he's rum. drinking uh, Stella Artois. So just he to, does to... drink rum, I but drink he rum. has just it's just because he has beer. He it's is drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, because because we have brought in when. Yeah, you know, when when we do the what drum what rum are we drinking this week? What drunk we rum? <laughs> yeah, what drunk we rum this week? 
we have brought in other boozes sometimes. So uh, you're you very, know, you're very inclusive. The new mm. booze this week is Stella Artois, apparently. Yay, French! Oh, oh, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Yeah, because we've had. I uh, thought they were French. French no, whiskey. French. It Belgium says, it says, beer. It says Ooh, I didn't Belgium. know. I always thought French, but then I always think when there's a question. About anything that I think France might be the answer, I always think if it's not, I think it's Belgium then, definitely. Well, we we have brought in uh, whiskey and port before in what rum we're drinking. Port? Oh, port. Port, port, port was the uh, one of the first episodes. Uh, not, I wasn't in the port. That's not a good choice. Wow. I like port. I like port, but I wouldn't. Oh, and the whiskey was Canadian Club with uh, Canada Dry with it. So That's what I bought back Canadian, from America. The full Blaine, as we call it, because our friend Blaine Garrison over in Canada, who does uh, some of my jingles. He, I, uh, he I had... am a fan of the Kraken Spice Rum, and I'm very intrigued with the uh, Aldi's Aldi oh, Aldi What do you want one? Because we, 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 yeah. we, we will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicola, would you mind fetching? <laughs> Wedge, please. Go, Wedge. I said, would you mind? Please. Fetchy, Fetchy, Fetchy. You said, would you mind? Please, Dance. I said, would you mind, please? Dance. You know you can only get away with this because we've got guests. It's on the record. It says, would you mind, please, in the recording. Mm. Fetchy, fetchy. And if not, I'll paste it later. <laughs> we can edit this bit out. Yeah, I'll edit it. I'll edit it to say whatever I want it to say. I'm not stripping while I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Benny's like, mummy, where are you going? Yeah, you see, Benny is a mummy's boy. This he's, is what we're finding out. He's very much mummy's boy. Which, which I don't blame of, him, to be honest. Which actually works. If I had to choose, I'd be a mummy's yeah, boy out of you two. Thank you. Uh, which actually <laughs> kind of works, because in G South, Benton Fraser was... His dad was there, but his mum got shot, and he talks about his mum. And his dad even says about him being uh, cuddled by his mum. That, yeah. And he talks about a lot for his mum. And Canada, as a uh, as a nation, talks a lot very fondly about their mum. <gasps> Maybe know? being a protector of protector protectorate pr- protectorate of the queen. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, Crown protector. Year, year nine yeah. of. Secondary Thank school. you for more eloquently than me putting it. <laughs> I had to, we all had to do art projects of a uh, favourite country. I chose Canada and my art teacher was like, Canada? What could you possibly paint about Canada? Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm sorry. There's lots of it because I was obviously a G South fan. Yeah. So I did a portrait thing. It was like a A3 massive. Lots of maple leaves and huskies and a mountie, obviously. Obviously. Native Inuits. Inuits, yeah. Inuits. Anyway, she was a bit surprised about how good it was, and it was so good, it went on the main corridor at school for a whole term. Do you know, actually, apparently the the phrase which... uh, Because Inuit is a tribe, it's not actually uh, the... It's, it's not the correct term. I didn't term. want to say Eskimo because that's... No, no, clearly. Often, people often say Eskimo. Eskimo, Eskimo isn't no, correct. No, but no, Inuit, the one Eskimo. which a lot of people took up, apparently isn't the correct term. That's one tribe of, of what we used to know as Eskimos. Mm. But apparently the uh, it's like First Nationers or something like that. Blaine yeah. told me the correct term. And I'm sorry like if they, anyone listening, like I'm not Canadian using exactly the right Native term. Americans. So yeah. it's like Native Canadians. First like Nationers? Like, uh, yeah. Blaine knows the term and I'm sure he can let me know later. But uh, be- actually, before we go into your list, very quickly, talk to us about your experience of Juice Out, how you got into it. And... <laughs> okay, so... Because, I mean, we, thanks to you, we actually have, for my 40th yeah, birthday, birthday yes. it was one of my most, like, all my presents were wonderful. One of my most treasured is my Juice South. It's from one of the uh, VHS leaves. Yes. And it's signed 
by David Mastriano and by Paul Gross. And yeah. it's wonderful. And thank you so much. You're it just means welcome. the world for me. And it's up here in the podcast room. So uh, I, as a 10-year-old, this is where I'm going to start, 10-year-old, I was very, very obsessed with Superman, Lois and Clark, Superman with Dean Cain and whatnot. Um, and that was my obsession going into secondary school. And we were in the car one day, Mum said, oh, there's this new TV show, and you'll probably like it because there's a dog in it, and it's like a husky, and I was obsessed with huskies. She goes, there's a husky, and I, I thought, I'm so already watched it already because there's a husky in it. And I was like, there's a husky? What? And obviously, it was Saturday night, early evening TV show. Um, and I was like, okay, so mum says there's a husky in this TV show. I should probably watch it. And I did. And I, I liked Ethan Baker. He's very cute. But he wasn't your traditional black and white husky. He was a brown and white husky. Um, but it was more the TV show that I enjoyed. Yeah. And that, from that point, I was hooked. And... Yeah, it was just obviously like the storyline. I think the fact that it was on at like early evenings on Saturday, it was very watchable and it was family friendly. And as a 14 year old, it was Paul Grace was not a thing. So obviously, as a 12, 13 year old, obviously you're into pop stars and whatnot. And my friends from school came in one day and they'd read an article in like Smash Hits or whatever. They're like, oh, we've got something to tell you. And I was like, what? He's 36. And I was like, what? Oh my god, he's so old. He was 36 when we were doing the show. I yeah. mean, he was 36 when he filmed Drew's out. And he does not look at it in that show. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, as currently, spoiler alert, I'm 36 now. Um, I I was horrified. I was like, I, um, yeah, because obviously, like, my friends were into, like, the Backstreet Boys and take that, or whatever, guys who were in their 20s. So for me to fancy a 36-year-old, it was just like, you weirdo. But what I find really funny is now looking back, being 36, and for 12, 13-year-olds being horrified at someone being 36 and being so old, it's like, am I old? That's, I don't feel old. Yeah. That's yeah. really weird. But also, what's really weird is that Paul Gross is now, like, in his late 50s. 50? Mid-fifth, I don't know how old he is. No, no, well, it's 20 years ago, so it would be 50... Yeah, late, late 50s. Like, well, mid-50s. Mid to late, and I feel really old now, because I'm like, when I was a small person, I was... Have you seen a picture of him now? Yeah, he's still very... Silver fox. Very hot. Silver fox of a man. Mm. I still would. <laughs> well, you've got to have five, haven't you? Yeah, we've yeah, discussed... We've no, discussed he's got, she's got to have list. ten Canadians. Yeah. We've not discussed the list, but... And he's not on the list. What, of Canadians? What, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> the I, list. I'm on a list. <laughs> oh, you're, you're an exception to the list. Oh, okay. Exceptions are good. You have a whole the list of your own. Cele- the celebrity list. You're not on the celebrity list because you're not a celebrity. Oh, well, yeah, I'm the best celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I'm sure Chris is much younger than 36 anyway. Mm, yes, I'm 34 next weekend. Oh, oh you young Guys, <laughs> see there's not only one pup on the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm adorable. I should say, by the way, Benton, uh, you're four, four months old. Four months. Four months and a couple uh, One no. week? And if you bit. say four months and a couple of weeks, that is the same. It's, it's, four even, a, half it's not even a couple of weeks, is my <laughs> fault. So he doesn't know. It's not even a couple of weeks. Like, just, just cuddle me. 
Oh. I'm saying he's a youngster. Yes, he is. I would try and compete, but I'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, uh, that's that's your that's my juice, back, stuff. juice stuff backstory, and I was because because in my year group at school, obviously, every loved take that and whatever was in at the time, and I was the, I bucked the train with my love of juice out. so I was therefore known as the guru that's juice out. And when I did the, the picture at school that was on the corridor, it's like, oh, she did that because she likes to sell. But actually, I was good at art, and I did a good painting that went on the wall at school, so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, it was... It, I always think, like, Juice Out was quite a wholesome thing to be into, because it was... It had a very wholesome message about, like, mm. be good to your friends and yeah. love your yep. family and... That quite, it was like compared to a lot of things that teenagers could be into, it was like yeah. I always think about think about my parents like like my parents actually did quite well. The fact that my obsession was due south. <laughs> it was like oh, to, to, to me. me I mean, uh, Nicola, you were very much into Star Trek as well as was I. Star Trek and Batman. No, yeah, that was and I, I I grew up with uh, Doctor Who, Star Trek, mm-hmm. due south. Yeah, I think the common denominator for me is is inclusion and friendship. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. They're all about everyone. Accept- acceptance. That's yeah, and everyone who's doing the right thing is included and accepted. Yeah. You don't have to be the strongest, fastest, or best. Uh, you know, there are people in each of those shows yeah. who do have to be those in a certain field. But as long as you're on the side of right or try to be, yeah, they're okay with you. You know that, and and everyone, yeah, everyone's accepted. I, yeah. I love that about it. Oh, and also, um, I wrote I wrote to Paul Gross. Obviously, as teenagers do, they write to. Not like these days, teenagers can tweet yeah. their favourite celebrity. No, I back in the day you had to write to them. Yeah, so there wrote, was none of your email back then. No, I I wrote to Paul Gross because the reason well, my letter was probably quite stupid and rambling, but one of the things that I was remembered about him is that we grew up in the same town. His father was stationed in Camberley, which is where my parents now live. And about two years later, I got a reply. And it was amazing. It was a typed out letter from his offices in Toronto. And it was like, Dear Lucy, like, really sorry for the delay in replying to me. My mail got caught up. It, no, it was after G South got cancelled. That was it. Um, <clears throat> he was like, oh, Sorry for the delay in reply. My mail got caught up in the, you know, G South offices in Chicago, wherever it was based. And he was like, oh, I really enjoyed reading your letter. Hope all is well in Surrey. And he enclosed a <coughs> 8 by 10 signed picture that said, To Lucy, thank you kindly, Paul Gross. Like, signed. And I was like, aw, you didn't need to do that. Because, like, obviously, back in the day, you write to your celebrities and you don't expect them to even acknowledge it, let alone reply. But the fact that he actually took the time out to not only just send a... It wasn't even a generic reply... Because on the letter it said, I hope all is well in Surrey. Because I'd, yeah. I'd put in the letter like that I lived in Surrey and I lived in the same town that he grew up in. So the fact that he... He grew up in Surrey? He, 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 his parents were stationed in Camberley. Because Camberley's got um, Sandhurst Military Academy. I didn't know he was stationed over here. You were, you were not as obsessed as I was back No, then. no, I mean, like, I, I, <laughs> I actually... Because yeah. Due South is... The thing is, Due South I watched and I loved... Yes. But I didn't. You were not, you know, the, you were the not t- a teenager. Well, at the time, I was a kid, and, and, and read everything. This is this is something which is a credit to you because 
You can just go on in the internet and go, oh, where's that film? What's happened here? Where? What's his life story? You had to really do some research. Yes. And as a kid, I was a bit lazy in that stuff. But, but basically, I'd watch the show and I enjoy the show. Yeah. But I didn't know, for instance, I know this sounds bonkers now. I didn't know it was all filmed in Canada. I thought the bits in Chicago... No, it's filmed about, like, Toronto. No, yeah, Toronto, exactly, yeah, yeah. No, I know that now, but I thought... Because they would have filmed in Chicago, it was too... No, no, they, ha- no, they filmed in Toronto, but it was too clean and tidy, and they had to, like, make litter for yeah, the streets. Yeah, this thing... I, I, didn't, I didn't used to know that it was filmed... Like, until we started doing this podcast, mm. I didn't know it was filmed in Canada. And uh, we spoke to loads of people... We've spoken to a few people from the show, uh, who were very nice, and... Uh, one thing I did notice since we found that out is that, for instance, if you look, you can find very little indicates. They're very clever and they, they did a great job yeah. of yeah. covering it up to make it look like Chicago. But, for instance, there was one van. I was talking to uh, uh, Elaine, Catherine Bruyere, mm-hmm. uh, who played Elaine. And uh, yeah. and she talked about it. And I was going, it's like, I said, I, I never knew it was filmed in uh, Canada. But if you look really closely, you can see indicators. She goes, oh, what like? And I said, well, there was this one removal truck, I think it was, but okay. it was certainly a truck. And on the back, the emblem of the removal country had a maple leaf on it. Oh. And I said, just those little things. She goes, wow, that's a real eagle-eye kind of thing. And I said, well, I would never have noticed it if I hadn't just recently heard that. And so I'm kind of looking out for any yeah, sign. Because they are so genius at covering it up. I knew that from quite early on, but I, I didn't care. I was just like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, the, but they've I, done I, so... Yeah. I mean, if anything is a credit that you have to really look that yeah, hard to find a little good, And it was the tiniest thing in there. Uh, so yeah, let's get on to your, your top ten Canadians. Uh, so uh, have they have you done them in any particular order? Was there any criteria for picking these ten Canadians? So the only criteria I went for, and um, we're slightly distracted because Benny is harassing his cousin. Yeah. Benton likes to get to the point of the case just like not, his name says. It's not a sexual way. He's just very determined to find out what's underneath his cushion. He's digging up the cushion. He's digging. His and we should cushion. say, by the way. He was called Bailey uh, in the um, place where they rescued him. Yeah. And we chose Benton, and Benton was literally chose, chosen for due south. Uh, yeah, in in, in the other podcast I do, uh, Gallifrey Stands, we're nicknaming him Sergeant Benton mm-hmm. because of the character from that show, from the uh, yeah. John Pertwee era. But, uh, mm-hmm. so what's Chris, Chris, Chris Magic Touch. She's oh, Chris, Chris Kanda. But yeah, but, um, but it was... Literally, when we were talking about names, we were like, oh, is, is um, Fraser a good one? No, that doesn't sound quite right. You I think it was you who said you Benton. You could Baker. Yeah, oh, no, no, we joked about that. But you said uh, Benton, I think, was. And I go, we both agreed instantly that was perfect. Yeah. But it, to be yeah, fair, uh, I like the way you have to tell everyone we've named him Benton because... Could you imagine if that was his name already? That would have been... Benton. Oh, that would have been a wonderful head and a real coincidence. Yeah. He's got, like, two legs and one eye. He's called Benton, so we had to get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, so... Um, okay, so, Canadians. Yeah. Yes. But, but yeah, are, are they in any order as your 10 Canadians so in the any only, order? So, the only criteria I gave is that I wanted to choose Canadians that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't. These people are not necessarily the best Canadians. They're not the most notorious Canadians. They're but they're your Canadians. Canadians that I like. Yeah. And I, I enjoy what they do. Okay. So, and need... I also thought they're they're popular that we can all contribute to. But are you going ten to one, or are they all like equally number one? There is no order. It's just order of thought. Okay. Cool. That's great. So, uh, first Canadian is actually. 
I mean, because it's the first person I thought of, it's probably my favourite Canadian, Alain Morissette. Okay. A, one who has featured in Top 10 before, we, we love her. Yes. Uh, uh, why for you? I, I mean, as a teenager, I adored her music. I just, she's one of those that you just put her music on, you can sing along to it, and it's just, just very relatable. Sorry, I, I, I'm just... What are you Nicola, like when you're not talking to the mic, just move away from your face. Yeah, you're telling stop. me I'm terribly... Nicola, you tell me stop off. breathing. No, because you don't always breathe into the microphone like you do today. <sighs> stop breathing, Nicola. You never tell me off. I love it. And I'm being told off all night now. And they're saying just because you're, you're like... You're... <sighs> 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 yeah, you should do that. That's fine. <coughs> it's not me, I'm not doing When you're talking... It's not Nicola. Well, usually I have to tell you to hold the microphone to your mouth, exactly. which you should when you're talking. But now she's not. But when you're not talking, Honestly. hold her way to But now she's doing it. it too much. Anyway, Alanis Morissette. He's looking at me because he's, he's <laughs> waiting to, to see on. my face reaction. He wants to know I'm whether going to he's going to get away with this or not. And Love carry you. on talking because you two are distracting yeah, Sorry, me. go on, go on. Anyway. Alanis Morissette. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone of my era... We, Loves Analis because Analis, Alanis. But the reason she, I mean, I always knew she was Canadian, but she sprang to my mind first of all because last year I had the amazing privilege of seeing her perform live oh, at wow. the Hammersmith Apollo in London, and it was all very last minute because I didn't actually know she was doing a tour. Well, it wasn't really a tour; it was she just did two dates in London. Um, and I saw a review in like, The Guardian or somewhere saying Elias had done a, a live show. I was like, what? I need to see her. And I went on a, a very good website called Twickets, uh, which is a resale website, which is where people can resell their concert tickets at a face value. Yeah. Uh, and I bought a ticket for her show the following night at face value. And I had to just meet the guy at the front of the venue. I'd already paid by PayPal up front. And he showed me a ticket, verified that, it was what we said it was. We walked into it. We didn't need to walk in together, but just in case there was any ID problems, we walked in together. Uh, it was all fine. It was brilliant, brilliant service. So, trickheads.com, if you want to sponsor this podcast, you're more than welcome. Thanks. I highly recommend it because it is just, it is literally just face to face resale. There's no premiums, there's nothing added onto it. I, I, I just love the, the thing about Lance is when she first came on the scene, uh, Jack Little Pill was. A, Start to finish, it's one of those albums you can listen to all the way through. Yes. There isn't a track which isn't instantly kind of uh, <coughs> that you want to hear again. You know, usually yes. with albums, you get There's some favourite straight away like... and other ones where it's like yeah. you can, can grow on you in time or some just don't. Yeah. Some some you like more than others, some like now because I have, you know, on uh, what? Spotify and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a cassette, you can't really whiz forward so much easily. But now when you have it on the phone, you can just skip forward. There are tracks I would skip forward. But back in the day when I had it on a cassette tape, yeah, you wouldn't skip forward because it was... You could listen to everything. It was just like, it was such a listenable album. Exactly. And uh, you could you put some of the lines in them when she talks about going down on a guy in the theatre and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it, it's nowadays, by today's standard, I know there was always like, you know... Uh, in some methods, like modes of music, like rap music, they they talk quite openly and stuff. But for females, but, but, yeah, females especially. Stuff. And in what 
I mean, has was seen as mainstream music because the style of music. Yeah. But some of the lyrics really punch you in the face like that. They they talked about stuff which wasn't talked about in mainstream think, music. It was great. But I think also her second. I don't know if it was directly the second album. The album she did after Jagged Little Little Pill, which was Utopia, I think it was called. Um, it had a lot of lyrics, like you say, that was a little bit risky. There was there was one song which was about her having a. A relationship with someone who wasn't appropriate, right? And you sort of oh, the one where she's this servant in this story, kind of. Yeah, I can't. I can't think. I'd have to go back and think of what the song is, what the lyrics are. But it was kind of like the whole inappropriate relationship, and it's like hands clean. Is that the one? Yes, that's yeah, the one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wash it, but it's you listen to the lyrics, and it's like it's a very inappropriate relationship. But you can kind of relate to it in that when you've been with someone that you know it's not quite right for you but you really enjoy it at the time and just like it is what it is and then you wash your hands clean you move on and it's done and you have that kind of lyric but then also in Jagged Little little Pill it's like you have the more kind of I'm completely broken by breaking up this person I can't move on so she kind of conveys the whole differences in relationships of yeah, you have the casual stuff and you have the whole deeper, yeah, harder to move on from stuff. And actually, what I really liked when I saw her live last year, because now she's obviously, she's, I don't know if she's married, but she's got a long-term partner, she's got children. She's obviously different to when I liked her back in the early, late 90s. And I was a little bit like, is she going to be all right? This is one for my children. Because <laughs> like, a lot of them do go a bit like hippie and annoying. But she she did her whole back catalogue. She did all the classics. She did a couple of new songs. She didn't really talk in between sets. There was the one point she she talked and she just little little bit of a backstory and she just said this is a song about my children and sung it and it was like okay yeah it's blatantly a song about your children and I completely understand why you said that but there was no kind of fluff. It was all just like. Everything else was just like song, 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 song. There was. We're waiting for, <laughs> waiting for Chris. We're all waiting for this. Because so opening this can, we're going to take a little can opening break and. Uh... it! Yeah, we go. This episode is sponsored by Stella Artois. <laughs> we wish, because that would be quite nice. I mean, I like the money, but I mean, the beer isn't, isn't for me. I mean, no, you take the money, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fine. But yeah, in the in the show at Hammersmith, yeah, she did the the one the one song that she actually introduced. She said, "Oh, this is about my children," and it was kind of like, "Oh, okay, we we kind of get like this is obviously a song she'd written, had a very personal thing for her, and it was about her children, so she wanted to." So it's a moment about her children, not no, the whole concept. Being yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Whereas everything else was like, "These are all my classic hits, and you all know them, and you want to sing along to them." So, for that reason, I was kind of like, I respect the fact that she wasn't fluffing everything up too much. Whereas other artists I've seen have been like, I saw Adele in Wembley Stadium, and much as everyone kind of loves Adele, I would never pay to see Adele again. Because, my God, that woman <laughs> does not stop talking. And actually, when I saw her at Glastonbury, um, again, oh, I didn't know you've seen Adele. Oh, my God. No, no, hang on a minute. Did Nicola go camping? No, no, actually, let's 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 backtrack. Sorry, let's let's backtrack. Nicola didn't know because Nicola wouldn't. No, 
Hello. No, Nicola's not set up for that sort of thing. <laughs> Nicola watches Glastonbury every year on the TV. Let's put it like that. Oh, so you watched her. Oh, you're on TV. <laughs> okay, you yeah. didn't go to Glastonbury. You yeah. watched her on the telly. Okay. There's nothing wrong with doing sorry. that. You made that sound so much better. I did. Oh, I saw her at Glastonbury. <laughs> but I'm essentially, sorry. I you did. Came to the field and watched her. I yeah. saw her at Glastonbury because she was on my telly at Glastonbury. <laughs> what I was going to your say. Your telly was in Glastonbury. Hmm. Um, what I was going to say was actually, I, I've not. Again, with what you were saying with the doubt, she's not my sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't listen to a lot of that. But um, when I heard her speaking, which I hadn't done very much, the language yeah. as well. Oh, fuck this. Yeah. I wasn't so, expecting the oh, language. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to sing a song about, like, my life in London. Yeah. I was not yeah. expecting the voice to go with exactly what you've just done. Yeah. It just didn't go. How did she go. have these pipes that just appear? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's Hello, so, it's me. I can't remember the words. Yeah, that's um, quite beautiful, though. Well done. Um, but getting back to honest, uh, the get other thing which let's fuck Fidel. <laughs> she's not Canadian. <laughs> the I was just going to say the other thing which like we're all into uh, Kevin Smith here. I believe. Oh, so, Chris, Chris, you Kevin Smith point... guy. We no, Kevin we Smith watched. Kevin Smith? We wa- no, we watched Dogma. Do you yes. like Kevin Smith? I am aware of his works. No, so okay. Arthur. Uh, aware of no. his works. Um, Arthur. Oh, sorry. You're interrupting. Arthur's date at, at my house. I'm trying to host the show, but yeah, okay. okay. Oh, at Arthur. your house? Overruled. Really? So I said. Well, was it? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. Oh, early, early without, without chaperones? Oh, no, if they were not presents. An early date at my house. Um, we were going, oh, what, should we watch a film? Oh, yeah, that was a film. And I said, do you like Kevin Smith? He's like, oh, I've heard Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. Oh. Uh, the only one I had available was Dogma. Because Dogma is the reason I love Kevin Smith. Because it came out at a time when I was very questioning religion. And it kind of explained my questionings of it. And the fact that Lance Morissette was God, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because she is God. Because she's amazing. And. Um, so yeah, we watched that. It could have been worse. You could have gone with Tusk. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Tusk, amazing <laughs> oh, film, so romantic. I've not seen it yet. Have you not? Oh, no. one I mean, of Nicholas' favourites. Oh, I think film, a film was put on, and we watched the film. You were drinking Stella, so yes, a film was put on, and you sat and watched. It's not an emotional. No, you're like, how long do I have to watch this for other things happen? I like the film, but it's. You're like, it's not changing the Do you the like dynamic. Kevin Smith? If oh. this makes well, you take right, clothes yeah. off, then yes, I love Kevin Smith. Sounds like you, Ian. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I love Kevin Smith. You two Smith got together because I went on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, Alana's first set, I think. <laughs> That's a great first set. No comment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Alana, she's moaning. And what I like about her, which it sounds really shallow, but when I saw her perform live... She actually sounds like she does on the albums, which yeah. sounds really shallow. But so many artists, no. with auto tune and all that crap that goes on, there's so few artists that actually can sing. She can sing. Oh my god, she can sing. And she, sorry, Benton's like like fast asleep on a pillow. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, no, she can sing, and she appreciates that the audience sing along with her. Mm-hmm. 
and she knows how to control the audience. And the ultimate person to do that is Dave Grohl from Three Writers, who is not a Canadian and who's probably not on my list. But it's that same kind of level of they know what the audience wants. And she knows when to... For example, when she's doing um, Ironic, and she knows at what point it's to hold the microphone to the audience and they'll sing along, and then she does her bits. And then she knows when to change the lyrics slightly. That kind of thing, that she knows how to just hold the audience. You can't, you can't train to do that. You just... In, it's instinctive, you know. Yeah, it's, it's experience as yeah, well, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. And this is... Sorry. I'm trying not to... Because I don't want to get told off for breathing. Well... <laughs> Not to breathe is the key. I'll okay, remind you speak, when you're talking, breathe. out of the way when you're... Okay, okay. In between. I won't breathe in front of the microphone. <sighs> so, your next Canadian. Next Canadian, uh, on a similar vein to the music of Large Mozart, is somebody who very much influenced my early teens. No, hang on. No, sorry. Late teens, early 20s. Avril Lavigne. Oh, awesome uh, a, a second entry for Avril Lavigne. Uh, uh, Ross Marlin. Okay. Uh, friend of the show and White Walker as lo- as well as oh. being uh, Baron D. Bear Baden Badly from okay. CITV. Uh, sorry, I, no, CBBC. I have not the privilege of watching Children's Day. And he's played loads of characters on the too, but anyway, yeah. But he lo- uh, also loves Avril Lavigne. He also loves Avril Lavigne. Excellent. So, um, yes, Avril Lavigne is somebody, as when you're 18, 19 and you're struggling to identify yourself as a teenager, you look at celebrities to kind of give you the guidance and out of the ether became Avril Lavigne <laughs> I can confirm but I have a university poster which is Avril Lavigne there you go so and clearly I'm on the right lines put on a wall <laughs> what's the thing I went down the Bri- I went down the Britney route for a little bit but then I realised I wasn't hot enough to be another Britney but Avril Lavigne you don't need to be as hot as Britney to pull off Avril Lavigne. Look, you just have to have a lot of eye pencil and white yeah. vest tops and combat trousers oh, no, and hair straighteners. And like skater Avril, boys. Avril, Avril Lavigne, uh, because Britney Spears was the, uh, the gold model was, look. Yes. Whereas Avril Lavigne... Was like, the alternative. Like her or not. Like oh. she she had a bit of personality with her look. This is why actually I did really like her, her earlier stuff. When she went more poppy, I didn't like as much because I thought yeah, the whole point I, was she had out. a more yeah. unique kind of look to it and uh, style to her music. Like, Complicated yeah. was quite a different kind of song. Her first album, Let Go, and yeah. this is also a comment on the technology of the time. So, <laughs> her album, Let Go, I, I have never actually owned it in any way, shape or form. Except my friend's boyfriend burnt a copy of it onto my friend's laptop, which I then burnt onto my laptop through legal methods. So we had a legal copy. Ooh. As was the style at the time. I am <laughs> shocked, shocked to hear CD yes, burning was happening had a bur- at that time. A legally burnt copy. Aww. But Let Go is a really good album. There's about six singles off of that album. And then the ones that weren't released are actually really good songs. Like they're they're like proper sing along, like, yeah. Again, they're, and they're, teenage angst. It's always that kind of. Teenage it was a great first song. Then she started doing stuff like Girlfriend, which just... yeah, that's when I went off her. So I I have I have the album that it has Girlfriend on it, and I was a bit like, mm. 
I mean, I like You're going to a th- bit cheerleadery, and it's annoying. May- maybe I'm wrong, but I like to think that's the studio going like, oh, well, you sold those stuff, now you can do pop. Yeah, and you can go think yourself, like, you're Avril Lavigne, you've sold, like, platinum, probably platinum albums. You can turn around to your studio and be like, I don't want to do this. This is shit. I don't, I like to want to do my own stuff. The fact that she then did Girlfriend, it's like, <gasps> like, why? I think she could have probably held out and been like, this is not me, I want to do my own thing. And now she's kind of disappeared, pretty much. I know she still does stuff. Didn't she have some health... She had some health issues for all years. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. was a medical reason why she had to go away for a while. Yeah, but yeah, you kind of think after girlfriend, it's like mm, you could have probably stuck to your roots and done your own thing. Yeah. But yeah, let let go. I, I like. I know it's like probably people probably hate this, but it's one of my favorite albums because I think it's not it's not just it's a good album, but for the age I was when I first heard it, I was like 19, 18, 19 when I first heard it. And it just resonated with me as a teenager who doesn't quite know how they fit in. As I say, I modelled myself on the Avril Lavigne look. I would go out and I had my baggy combats or my baggy like bootleg jeans, vest top, heavy eyeliner, very straight hair, attitude. That was my look. And Avril Lavigne got away with it because everyone was like, oh my God, Avril Lavigne's so hot. I'm like, but that's the look that I model myself on. Why don't boys think I'm hot? So, <laughs> See, this is what I love about doing these top 10 Canadians, because you really do end up like uh, someone who happens to be from Canada but influenced someone so much. I yeah, do think yeah, that's exactly. just kind of beautiful. It's, you know, that, that influenced your look at the and, time. And, and probably influenced your confidence before, at the time. Before then, my, my look was Rachel from Friends. So it just shows how teenagers are very fickle. And then they're from one celebrity the other is that influence <laughs> I would say Avril Lavigne was a lot more original though you know because lots yeah. of people among themselves have to Rachel from Friends you know uh, it had the Rachel haircut though but it actually was okay it didn't look like a shitstorm which it probably would have done if it had been done properly <laughs> it was just like a long it was like a long backcombed bob effectively it wasn't the proper Rachel okay uh, anyway you're you your number eight Canadian, number, well, number eight, number three. My third one. Third on the list. Yeah, third on the list. Everyone's favourite, Keanu Reeves. Ah. Who, when I, I'm not going to lie, I googled famous Canadians because, let's face it, like, aside from Celine Dion, sometimes it's hard to think, Brian Adams, Celine Dion, like that's the normal Canadians we would think of. And actually, I think on my list, there's a lot of people on here who I didn't initially realise were Canadian. What's, what's I thought Dana was laughing just there, but no, she's not. Yawning. She's I'm so sorry. Yawning. It's not for any other reason than. No, you can talk. Sorry, I feel. <laughs> I think because I've drunk and I've stopped. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, keep drinking then. I know. Yeah. I know you think, wouldn't you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but was Gary Spunkley? Huh? Was he born Canadian? Apparently so. I saw a thing according, about him. According to Google, he's Canadian. So if you Google famous Canadians, he's on the little thing that comes up so I was like okay I'll have no, him no I only asked because I, I thought he'd um, recently become a Canadian citizen I, I saw something I, know, but he's Google, I mean that counts Google said so I'm taking it I'm, just just that. That. Look, I'm saying even if he's become a Canadian that counts he's I mean, still Canadian he's going to be the most claimed Canadian person if, it if is, he's not Canadian yeah because why would you him. not want he's like the most whole, he's the most wholesome Hollywood person because he's perfect he, he's everything everyone wants to be. Because let's face it, he's 
So he's Bill and Ted, so he's kind of funny. He's also a nice person because he buys his... Canadian-American. Car- yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he buys his cast crew members motorbikes for doing yeah. the films. Um, um, he's, he's never in a scandal. I've never heard of Keanu Reeves scandal. I've shown you but do you know where he's born? Yeah, I was just having Beirut, a look at Lebanon. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. born in the middle of a crisis. He could solve the Middle East. Like, just send Keanu out there and he'll solve but it. But actually, if you look at his heritage, his mother was British. She was born in Essex. Oh, and oh Keanu. Keanu. Oh, I got something over Keanu because it's like so exotic. And his father was an American from Hawaii, Hawaii. but of Chinese... Hawaiian, English, Irish, and Portuguese Chinese descent. Like, well, he's quite a mix. He's a mixed breed. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, and at that point, he's like, yeah, I'm Canadian. Oh, yeah. where's the Canadian coming? Flag. Hang on, we're just getting there. No, I don't want to be British because yeah. my mum's ethnic. Well, apparently, his father was imprisoned in Hawaii for selling heroin. That's not Canadian. Why is he? Why is anyone yeah, slack his, for that? His dad, it's his mother. He'd be a slag. That's fine. I don't think I think oh, <laughs> After his parents divorced in 1966, his mother became a costume designer and moved the family to Sydney, then to Australia. New York. Oh. The then she married Paul Aaron and the couple moved to Toronto, Ontario. Oh. So there you go. So not born of Canada but <laughs> shaped by Canada. Blame yeah. Canada. Blame Canada. In a nice way cuz they In a nice they, way cuz Canada yeah. is a national treasure. Yeah. He just Sorry, you saying? He just seems like a nice, wholesome, nice person. And he's, what, 50-odd now, and he's still incredibly good-looking. Well, his current political stock is way up there. Yes, that is true. He can't lose. No, because he's Keanu. Yeah, I mean, he's done a multi... But it's, uh, he's on the whole... Um, how do you, um, John Wick 3. Yes. John Wick 3. He's also announced with the... Um... Alex Winter? Are, are we going towards... Um... The, the, the CK project with the... Charity thing. Yeah. Well, he's always charity. Cause and he's he does just lots of... Cause he's wholesome going. and nice. Wholesome and Canadian. Um, but the, the game thing with the... People who are the game people who are the TK Oh, projects. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's um, he's been nuts for a game recently. I don't know yeah. which game it is. Oh, but... he yeah, he appeared at EM. Yeah, EM and three. he came out and did yes. the whole thing and like I'm he's fronting like, it. Hi, and was, like, you were expecting me to be here. I'm in the game. Uh, the game. I, I did a game there. Yeah, you didn't have to carry. Yeah, hi. So beautiful, like hi. I just remember on BBC News, they were like, it was so funny because on BBC News, they were like, oh, Keanu Reeves has appeared at EM3. And it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. The thing is, I mean, it's like this video clip of him going like, hi. Yeah, you don't want to talk about Sometimes you think Keanu Reeves, like, uh, yeah, people joke about, like, he's a bit of a dude surfer. And, you know, you do get that side of him, like, the uh, uh, spiritualism can come off as a little bit cheesy. Not Like, I'm not taking the mickey, but just it can. But you think about all the things he's done. He's done uh, Bill and Ted, mm. kind of a stoner kind of character. Like, totally he's then done there. Speed, where yeah. he's like an action hero. The Matrix, Matrix. which is so otherworldly. Yes. He, he does in John Wick films. Again, Wick, yeah. Yeah. becoming an action hero. 
He's done so many different roles. But like the and, job and whenever he's in interview, he always come up comes off as uh, such a genuine nice guy. Yeah, you know, that's, and then, that's what yeah. that's why he got on my list because he would otherwise just be a, a Hollywood person. But when you, you hear about all the stuff he does, like under the radar, like he'll do charitable stuff, he'll do stuff for his co-workers and like co-stars on his films or all of the crew that work on his films mm, and you yeah. just don't hear about it until they like tell he's just very much an under the radar celebrity that just does really good stuff that he doesn't shout about like like someone like tom cruise like or likes to shout about everything he does but keanu just kind of does nice stuff and I just mean, doesn't want people to know about it, it it's kind of bad that not being a twat Yes, it's <laughs> a good thing. to level sort of position, like, oh, I really like Karen because he's, he's not just, a twat. Because he just does nice things. But like, you just... take you take a film like uh, The Lake House. The plot isn't that great objectively. I like, I mean, I love anything to time travel, so even time travel mailbox will get me there. Like, when yeah, it comes yeah. to a movie, but it's not that wonderful a script but he makes a charm because he's a charming guy and then Sandra Bullock's in that and she's very good in it you know you, you get two charming people and you can make a script work even if it's not the best so I think he is a fine entrance into to your top ten uh, even actually, he's not an actual Canadian he's honest. no he is a Canadian is he's, he, so is he a citizen his nationality is Canadian American oh, okay, okay I didn't know he was like a citizen or and as you're filling up drinks if you wouldn't mind just uh, dropping oh, a bit in there no, no, thank you. Uh, so we're going to get on to your next Canadian now. Okay, so, okay. Hang on. Can I just pause for like pouring of drinks? Okay, uh, we're going to take a brief break. <laughs> I'm just going to pour. And uh, yeah, okay, that will be in no time for you guys listening, but we had a brief break while we just poured we some drinks. We had a top-up break. Yeah, top-up break, which I don't know why, because we usually just pour them on microphone. We don't usually respect the listeners this much. I think it was we had to put the microphones down to then do the top-up, and then it would be like random chit-chat, yeah. and then... Bleh. Um, anyway, so number four, or number six, or whatever we're going Number four, we'll go yeah, counting out cause I'm, the teacher. Yeah. And this one is more in tribute to Gemma, because she can't be here tonight. Yep. And uh, Gemma from the Talking Codswallop Cots- podcast. Gemma from Talking Codswallop, She was going to be here, but she can't. And this individual is someone who, A, I didn't realise he's Canadian, and B, until a few weeks ago, was really not on my radar of interesting people. It is Ryan Reynolds. And okay. Yep. The reason yeah, yeah. that he wasn't on my radar is because obviously he's most famous for Deadpool, and Deadpool's not my thing. And if I might just very quickly, a uh, at least second time he's been mentioned on the podcast, including by Jeremy Raddock, who who worked with him. So if you want to go back and listen to that oh. episode of the podcast, anyone, uh, please do. Okay. I have not worked with Ryan Reynolds. No, right. That's a competition. I'm just saying we have to have a rather cool story just, about uh, him working have on Netflix. Uh, we have to. Uh, and we have to have on this podcast and Amazon Prime. We have to have on this podcast with Jeremy Raddick a really interesting episode where he talks about <laughs> a joking. story of working with him and uh, Ryan working on the Canadian cult classic series, The Odyssey. Um. No. So the reason that I chose right around it's it's firstly because well in preparation i googled famous canadians and he appeared on the list and i thought ah Gemma from talking coswallop being the big deadpool fan that she oh, is him, i knew yeah. that she would choose him so i thought well she knows she can't be here i feel i need to include him but also uh me and chris went to see detective pikachu a few weeks ago yes and oh my god that's the best film ever 
It is amazing. It's an amazing girl. I love it so much. So much. Look, it's just like, if you love, like, um, cutesy Disney types, oh, the doggies asleep. And if you love, like, if you love little cutesy animals, like from Disney, and you want to live with them, then you want to live in Detective Pikachu land, because... Oh, they get some little Pikachu characters and like little Pokemons and it's so cute. And also, Pikachu is like voiced by Ryan Reynolds and that's just so random, but it actually really works. Because the thing is, like, I, I actually when I saw the trailer, it looked like a fun time. I wanted to see it, but I'm not a Pokemon guy. Oh. The the first instinct of mine was that it looks like it was a fun film if you're not too bothered about <laughs> the Pokemon mythos. Well, because <laughs> some of the jokes sounded very westernised. Yes. Certainly. Uh, do you, I mean, like, uh, I, I believe you, Chris, play uh, Pokemon Go. We both do. You both do. We so, are both So was it very, was it very true to the kind of world of Pokemon? I mean, it's obviously, it was in its own ethos. So there was not, it's not differentiating itself from the other. I mean, it was very much you could or could not. And that went very much from the beginning. So you're not saying you have played this and that is one thing and it is fine by that. So you have to have been immersed with it to then go and see the Pokemon movie. It's like, no, you go and see the Pokemon movie. It means nothing. Like that me. sentence really confused me. I'm no, sorry, but, it's basically, no. like me, I, I had downloaded Pokemon Go years ago and I was like, that's cute, that's nice, bored now, oh. whatever. And I, I then nice went thing. to see Pokemon yeah, Go. Uh, sorry, went to see like, Pikachu and I was like, oh, it's Pikachu. Oh, it's Psyduck. Oh my God, it's so cute. I want them all. Oh my God, it's so cute. Whereas Chris is like, I know these characters. I know who they are. Oh, I have a Psyduck in my Pokemon deck. I know these characters. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to extensively know all the characters to enjoy Detective Pikachu. But I mean, it helps. There's not an emotional attachment with Pokemon Go, except Pikachu because right. he's very cute. Well, there, for you, there is emotional. <laughs> I, attachment oh my god, I love Pikachu so much. I want to. I want to eat him. He's so just difficult. Well, that, that, that's what what kind of seems to me is the challenge with a movie like this because. I know with, well, I mean, with Pokemon it's different because they've got the game, which in like Pokemon Go, for instance, there isn't a through line to write a movie from, but no. they've had TV shows and stuff before, so there is a, a narrative story in there. The whole relationship between the there. trainer and the, so the only, in the film, yeah, there's a whole relationship between the Pokemon trainer and then it's Pokemon character. That's, yeah. that's the main connection I mean, between that game and the film. But say. as a film, there is not the connection, there's, there's not the wrong way. You have to have done this to see that. No. Because yeah. it's very much as set as a universe, irrespective of the other. It's a bit like in Hunger Games, where they go to the capital, and the capital is so different from everywhere else. In in Pokemon, it's like they go to like the capital city, and it's like, yeah, everyone's walking around. With, it's like New York, but everyone's walking around with little Pokemons as their like friends. It's it's just, it worked. I, like I mean, it, it, it certainly looked like Ryan was very charming in it, like from the trailer. Yeah, I mean, because when it first, when they first pro- promoted it, and it was like, sorry, Ryan Reynolds is doing what now? Pikachu? Yeah. What? And I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. But it was still kind of like, it sounds kind of fun, but can I be bothered? No. And then 
it came out in cinemas, we were like, oh, let's go see Detective Pikachu. And the, the just, I don't want to give any spoilers, but the storyline just is so good. I mean, it's if, just such a good film in that, like to the to the point that gonna lean into Canadians. Yes. And we have Ryan Reynolds because he is Canadian. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> then we have playing a character that is beloved by many people. He's a, a cute little rabbit hamster. But I mean, that's the only thing in the thing in the that thing. electrocutes people. But I mean, he's so much more than that because. He's magnetic. A magnetic hamster rabbit. Like, what um, more do you um, want in life? That might be a type. I mean, Aww. yeah, for your own with you. Pika Pika. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been obsessed with Pikachu ever since. Like, I kind of, oh no, I, I, I've always thought Pikachu was cute. But oh my God, since this film, I've been obsessed. And I can't love this son the Pikachu out. <laughs> Pika Pika. Oh my God, he's so cute. You can buy. Do you know what? They, they have met in Japan. They have made a, a replica Detective Pikachu to buy for two hundred dollars, oh. and Ooh. part of me was tempted to buy it, <laughs> but I spent I spent fifty pounds on a replica Totoro from my neighbour Totoro. Oh. oh yes, and I I cannot justify. Does it do anything for two hundred? No, it, it lives on my and shelf. It's a bit shit, and if they made it a bit <laughs> better, my Totoro is Ooh. beautiful. Um, but bit I, better. But, but so Pikachu's ears. A bit better. Move. What? Sorry. A bit better. Because the Tories make the uh, Pikachu move. bit better. No, of yeah, of what they're selling. Yeah, yeah. So if you just upscale a tiny bit, you've got the one, the one they are. That's nice. Got and you've got the scale. And this one, yeah, I like that one, and that's the one they're selling. But if it were a bit better, I'd pay two hundred dollars for a bit better version. But uh, my name is Tories. But anyway, oh, that's a, that's yeah, a separate that's a separate podcast. That's another podcast. Ages that one. But, um, anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think but, that's that's a good way of including Ryan Reynolds talking about a project which is is of the moment. Um, another point is Detective Pikachu is such a good film that my mother does not give a shit about Pokemon. Does not. But I said to her, this film is what we are watching on Christmas Day as our like Christmas Day film if we haven't seen it in the cinema. Because, like, like one year we watched Frozen and she was like, meh. Um, and then last year we watched... We watched something. Oh, Moana! We watched Moana and she said, like, meh. I was like, this year, we're watching Detective Pikachu. I guarantee you will enjoy it. She's like, what's it about? I was like, imagine you walked around you had a hamster on your shoulder. Who could talk? And she's like, that sounds amazing! I was like, there you go. That's what we're going to watch. So, Detective Pikachu... In home theatres, 2019. Affiliate link from Ian's podcast. Well, Buy it now. You say, you say home theatres. It's in cinema theatres. Right it's, it, oh, it's been in cinemas. Is I it mean, it's, gonna, it's been and gone. Buy it on DVD through affiliate link on this show. And I don't have any link. Just, just go just Google it. Just put affiliate link Google up it. and then you get some... Go to Amazon. You'll be fine. Go to Amazon. Through the, through the podcast and then... If you're a Sky customer, go to Sky Store or Sky Virgin, Store. I'm sure, will have something. Hashtag G-South Podcast. <laughs> no, there's not a thing. We you need to sponsors. affiliate yourself to earn some money. Like, I want some sponsors, but we don't have any. Guys, <laughs> sponsor him me, now. We asked them. We've tried, anyway, we've tried. <laughs> we've tried, yeah. Number five. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Uh, this is very much my own choice. Chris, I don't know how to do this one. 
I can't I can't pronounce his surname because I'm not sure. Uh, Stephen Amel Amel Amel, the guy that plays Arrow. Oh, Stephen Amel. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. What a what a beautiful man. <laughs> that is the only. No re- one can take salmon bass like that man. That is the only reason he is on the list because he is a very beautiful man. Well, look, I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> Arrow's one of the, uh, the, the yeah, no, no, good, very, very good show, Arrow. No, yes. I watched every other of the Arrowverse shows because, like, Arrow was the first of those DC shows. Yes, uh, in like the Blantyverse, it's, like it's also Smallville in its approach. Yeah, but I watched all the rest of Joe the Arrowverse shows. Time. But Arrow. I believe it's because you Arrow, don't have a six pack. Whoa, 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 guys, 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 guys. guys. In in Arrow, oh for Christ's sake, Chris, give me a sec. (laughs) Arrow, as I understand, as the first show through the gates, it took a bit longer for it to establish what it was doing. Yes, because the other shows uh, were fully baked as they went. But thanks to Arrow, by the sounds, and Arrow got better as well. But I only watched the first half of the first series, and I need to go back. I think I think the problem with Arrow is that Green Arrow as a character wasn't. A popular in the whole DC universe. Sorry, Chris is annoyed because I'm I've chosen someone who has a very nice six pack as my choice. Um, yeah, the Green Arrow. It wasn't. He wasn't like as commercially popular as say the Flash and Batman and all the other DC characters. So they had to work a little bit more on the backstory, making it more commercially popular. And they Batmaned it up because they basically they at the time. You have get- failed this city. Bang, bang. All the time yeah. they couldn't get Batman. Now, if they really wanted, they could get the license of Batman, I'm quite sure. Yes. But what they decided to do instead is go, uh, like the Batwoman TV show is about to happen. Yes. They've got Supergirl as opposed to Superman. They've okay, chosen three other characters because there's a lot of. I, well, I think there's a kind of thing whereby there are a lot uh, less iterations of those characters. Yeah. So they went, like, look, if we did those characters. To begin with, it was easier to get the the uh, permission from DC to do those yeah, characters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're not so dipped in mythos, so you can do some more original stories with them. You can borrow from the existing text of Superman and yes. Batman. Like Arrow, by the sounds of things, what I'm getting to is Arrow has borrowed a lot of storylines story from Batman. Mm. They basically made him... He's the anti-hero, yeah. Yeah, they made him... Batman-esque yeah, with, yeah. Uh, through the Arrow and that, Prism. And I think that's why I like him, because of all the superheroes across Marvel and DC, my my favourite is Batman. And not, like, George Clooney. Or, no. people There are certain actors who have really ruined Batman for me. Mm. But the whole concept of Batman in that he's a very rich man who just wants vengeance. To me, that's, like, the ultimate reason I like him. Yeah, and that wasn't Ben Affleck. <laughs> it was not. Although he did Post have the Val Kilmer. What's your What's your superpower? No, I've got money. And Batman. But that's yeah. Yeah, that's, it's cheesy. Yeah, it's not good. And it is. I'm bored. I've got money. I want to dress up. Although going back to Stephen Mal, of course, Arrow wasn't all he's known for. He's also had other roles. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Watched. Allegedly, I know his brother is. Uh, him and his brother both into like. Um, What's it called? Like wrestling type things. <laughs> wrestling. Sure. Not that I. Not that. No, no one said. This is not that I look up on YouTube for his George's six pack and this. So basically, you like him because he. I, yeah. I, he is solid list because he's a very beautiful man. And I just felt that, you know, 
I need to emphasize the fact that Canadians can be beautiful as well as talented. Uh, and they can be beautiful and talented. Like but, Paul Gross. Exactly. Beautiful, talented man. But, you know, it's just emphasizing the fact that there are very beautiful Canadians out there. Why did you suddenly get a lot more posh there? Uh, because I have a slight vocal fry. Okay. <laughs> 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 so I have a slight vocal fry. Yeah. What's a vocal fry? Vocal fry is when you go down a bit when you're talking, like, like this. This is a vocal fry when your voice is is lower than your normal level. <clears throat> so my normal level is a bit up here. So vocal fry is when you're talking down here. Okay. You can right. edit. You can edit that bit out. <laughs> Sorry, if I touched on something. That you no, no, the vocal fry is a, is a thing. Oh, no, it's okay. I I just always... If it's not something you want to no, talk about, something... I can edit no, it. No, 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 it's something I no- just notice because I, as I'm talking, I notice I'm doing a vocal fry, and it's just because I know because I've done singing and stuff, so I notice these things. Oh, so it's well, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting fact there. Yeah. Fact, factoid, yeah. in fact. Yeah. We're learning about vocal fries now. We're learning about vocal fries. Is when you vocal fries effectively when you talk about is it vocal chips in Britain? So let's chip on to your number no. five. Are we on to five. Oh, yes. Oh, six. So, number six. No, number five. No, hang on, number six. Number six is a little bit controversial because generally I don't enjoy this person, A, in his roles, and B, apparently as a person he's a bit of a dickhead. But there's one role that he plays that I adore. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers. And the reason I put him on my list is because I have two favourite films in the whole entire world. My first favourite film was Jurassic Park. My second favourite film was Wayne's World. And for that, I will always adore Mike Myers because he bought me Wayne in Wayne's World. But the reason I was hesitant, because I have heard anecdotally that Mike Myers is a bit of a dick on the film set. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, because uh, he yeah. seems like such a nice genuine person. No, so I've awesome. heard, didn't they? Yeah, through the, through the internet crepe, as much as the internet great won't be reliable, but, you know, these things happen. Um, I have heard he's not the best person to work with, and that's why I was a little bit like, Ugh. and also, I cannot stand some of his other films. What, like Austin Powers? Oh my god, I hate Austin Powers. Oh, I actually find them a little bit fun, actually. I I, 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 can't like those, I've got a bit. What, how did you find Shrek, though? I like Shrek. I have, I have the first couple of Shreks on DVD, Mm. but the the later ones, no. I I think I find them a bit samey. I can only imagine you're a fan of The Love Guru. No, I've not seen that one. No, no one has. That's not the point, though. Uh, but yeah, no. He he also recently popped up in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Did he? The Queen he Bohemian. did. Yeah. Who did he play? He was the uh, there was a um, record record uh, executive. Yeah. And basically, the idea was it was based on loads of like the character he was playing was a composite character, so it wasn't a real like the name okay. wasn't a real life person, <clears throat> but it was basically made up of loads of record executives, uh, okay. which so gonna, uh, yeah. Queen end up dealing with. Yes. And it was this wonderful... He had a couple of scenes, but he was basically the guy who was poo-pooing Queen and going, like, no, you should do what we should you. say. Yeah. If you if you understand to us, you, you've got to do what we say. And there's one scene where he goes, uh, you can't release Bohemian Rhapsody. It's five minutes long, which, oh, which, Queen, that, did, yes. which Queen did get told by loads of um, yeah, like, record companies. It's yeah. too long, it's shit. Too so long, you're it. not going to do it. Instead, you should do, oh, what about that lovely song, I'm in love with my car? That's great. You know, and they go, no, no. no. 
But he interrupts, he's got to be it. That's a single. And he goes, look, we need something kids can bang their heads to in the car. And Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody is not that. Well, and that is a back, back reference to Wordsworth. Well. And apparently yeah. when um, uh, Mike Myers heard that, that, you know, well, basically he was going, <coughs> do you want a small part in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen the biopic? Part. And he was just going, yes, don't, I don't care what it is. They, they, they said, you know, don't you want to know what the part is? He goes, no, don't care. I just want it. And then when he read that, he's like, so the fact they back reference my film, like I, he had to fight to get by him Rhapsody into Wayne's World, into yes. Wayne's World because they wanted to welcome to the jungle. By, yes, because uh, they wanted all that as Cooper and Guns N' Roses and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going, no, it's got to be Queen because when I was a kid growing up in uh, Toronto. We would sing along to Bohemian Rhapsody, and we each had our line. Like you know, we each, me and my brothers, yeah. we had our line. We'd sing along to it. That was that song. As much as I love Guns N' Roses, that wasn't that song. So to do this, I want that song. Yeah. And um, Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live, where they originate the the character yes. of uh, Wayne's one character, yes. Wayne Garth. He said, it's like, uh, seriously, are you are you this set like that, uh, you know, what if we say it's not going to happen? And he goes, I think I'd have to stick to my principal and go, sorry, and walk away. Mm. And he goes, my mother, okay, you can have, yeah, you can have it. And they yeah. let him have it. And uh, and that became a phenomenon. It, it, you gave uh, their like, signature thing that they loved. Well, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got into the charts based on that. It, yeah. um, they released their own version of the video with clips from Wayne's World. Yeah, that, that's where, as a, as a child, or like nine, ten years old, that's... Wayne's World was, for me, was like... I mean, I've always... Well, since then, I've been a huge fan of Saturday Night Live. And that's the thing that got me into it, was like... I absolutely adored Wayne's World, and my dad explained to me that it was based on a sketch show that was on in the US that we couldn't watch in the UK because it wouldn't broadcast. And as an adult, with the benefits of YouTube, being able to go back and look at the old sketches is just, it's amazing. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's just like going back and watching these amazing comedians and it's like doing these sketches and now put on YouTube, it's like, oh, People are so talented. It wasn't. It wasn't broadcast. Like now, I think we were so like taken for granted that things are broadcast in an international audience. And you know, back in the day, it was even in the US. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a huge domestic audience, but actually, it's small compared to what they can now get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're next Canadian, madam. Next Canadian. Is it seven? Yes. Ah, yeah. oh, yes. A slight curveball, because I was thinking back to my teenage years. Uh, I, As a teenager, I was very much into Formula One motor racing. Mm-hmm. My favourite driver was Jacques Villeneuve. Ah, <laughs> now Jacques Villeneuve uh, raced alongside... Oh, actually, no. I'm so glad you got some to add, because I was going to add nothing about this. I, I put this in, I was like, uh, eh, they're going to know what I'm talking about. Well, Jacques Villeneuve raced at the same time as Michael Schumacher he was did. pretty much at his height. And David Hill and, and David Coulthard. Uh, David Coulthard, yeah, because I actually was a big fan of the Ferrari team. Oh. Uh, in my younger, so I watched quite a bit of Formula One actually. You know you're an F1 no, fan. I watched a lot of it when She's I was a pit girl. I'd probably say I was in my oh, late teens. Yeah, I was. I was late, about late, late teens. Just say late teens. Yeah, and I watched a lot of Formula One then. So uh, yeah, it was well when Mick Hakkinen was the, the kind of main rival. One was. I mean, it's always been about the cars. Yeah, because let's face it, it's it's it is men racing cars, but back in those days, it was a certain amount of 
skill. Mm. <laughs> it was a certain amount of, like, mental... Like, not mental. Manual skill yeah. to drive the car. I remember there was one race where... <laughs> what is it, Chris? You, you, you're you mouthing something to us. He's it's wanting okay. to open his beer. Chris, uh, just open your beer. We'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll talking. Open the beer and then... <laughs> if you remember it. Yes. So, um, Mick Ackerman and... F1, Mick Ackerman and F1. Um, yeah, I feel like back in the day when I used to watch F1, it was more about... Yeah, it was very much about the drivers, and yes, the car did 80% of the work, but you needed the driver to kind of do the remaining 20%. Whereas now it's more like it's all about the car, and I, I, wa- I still watch F1 to an extent, but it's... I don't give a shit about the drivers. I'm no. just, it's, it's not a race. It's just like a. See, I don't watch it anymore. But um, at the time when I did, I mean, it was very much like um, I don't know, because I I think one of the biggest arguments about it was the fact that I, I can't remember who was it. Was it Barrichello? No, that race. Yes, that raced. Oh, he was kind of. Um, it was Michael Schumacher's teammate. Yes, he was. Yeah, and the I know there was one race I watched where he was up in front. Michael oh, and Schumacher it was, like, was all up. About positioning. And yeah, positioning. They, they and, let him go to the front. But yeah. he didn't only just do it, they didn't do it discreetly, like yeah, you might was, say. Was, he actually moved across, yes. let him through, and moved back. That So there was this big thing about letting people through rather than it being a race. But just a quick fact about Jack, Jack Villeneuve. Yeah, so basically, dated. technically, if you're working on the same team, you let the person... He was like told to win. move. Well, Michael was right at the top. He was due to win the team and the driver championship. 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 Yeah. And he was... Barrichello was told to move, and uh, he moved. Yeah. I but think that's a, a lot of people argue that out. It was, yeah. like, it was like, is it a team thing? Is it an individual thing? It's like... Yeah. They, were never, they were never clear about whether you're, dri- you're driving for yourself or for mm. the team. But just a little fact, actually, which you probably know, is uh, Jacques Villeneuve dated Danny Minogue. He did. I know that because uh, as a as a 14-year-old, I was slightly obsessed with Jack Villeneuve. I thought I was going to marry him, obviously, because as 14-year-olds, you do. I think I remember yeah, thinking that about... Yeah, it was him or Paul Gross, yeah? Yeah. Oh. No, he... No, hang on. Hang... No, it was Dean Kane, age 12, then Paul Gross for a little bit, then Jack Villeneuve... Then Stephen Gately, who turned out to be gay, and then Aww. he died. So I had, a, I did actually have this a Michael Schumacher face. Have you turned your microphone then, off? Turn it back on. Can say something up, up, up. Into, into an on microphone? It's on. It's on. Oh. Okay, sorry, one question. Chris is and on. And then at this point. <laughs> and then Chris um, appeared. And then. <gasps> like the shopkeeper. <laughs> <sighs> Are you done? <laughs> And yes, um, no. <laughs> and then, and then, then there was Chris. And then, and then, uh, are you lost? I've lost my train of thought, which is horrible. Uh, Stephen Gately oh. okay, died. Stephen Gately died. That was my last train of yeah. thought. Do you know what was I just realised? Poison. Oh my god! And the worst. Do you know what the worst part was? So, um, what happened was in August of two thousand nine, I split up with my very horrible ex-boyfriend Daniel, who was a dick, uh, and. In my birthday, October, uh, I went out with my friends Claire and Lisa. I went to see Jersey Boys, mm-hmm. best musical ever, go and see it. Um, and we did a little sleepover at Travel Lodge in London. It was all great. Lovely, lovely birthday. Ah. I wake up birthday morning. On a, My birthday was a Sunday, so we got out on the 9th, which is Saturday night. 
Wake on my birthday from a text message from my mother. Stephen Gately's died. <laughs> Sorry, what? And Stephen Gately, as my friends and family know, was my obsession as a teenager. And I was like, the fucker died on my birthday? How fucking dare he? How dare he? I don't care what shit he had going on in his life. Or what heart disease he eventually turned out having. Because he died of adult heart problem. You... The fucker died on my birthday. But do you know what I just realised, uh, Lucy? Really quite selfish of him. How fucking dare he? You went through a phase of his Jack Villeneuve. I'm, I'm I was going to marry Jack Villeneuve. I was. Now, I went through a phase of Michael Schumacher at the same time. and I would have hated you. I was going to marry cause... Michael Schumacher. We would have known each other. If we, we, both we would have hated them, each other. We would have known each other. No, but we would have hated so each other. So we were always I'd have been like, you bitch, you bitch, you hate when you love my nemesis. Yeah, but I the thing is, we would have, we were always destined to know each other by the Destiny. Yeah, you can't escape destiny. That, yeah. Well, if we did a slide, <laughs> that might be the case. As in the uh, TV show sliders. Yeah, sliders I'm referring to. Then that might be the case. Binded by F1. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have to step in because. <laughs> Someone who did not love Jack Villeneuve. And therefore, (laughs) I'm winning in everything, so... Yes, because you're... And Chris, I believe, wants to marry Coulthard. He loved David Coulthard. Okay. I had a a t-shirt. I had a a Williams F1 t-shirt that said David Coulthard on it. Because I'm so cool. I've I've got a Ferrari top. Ooh. I keep that. It wouldn't fit me now. It's something like a size 10 or something stupid like that. All of these don't matter. You'll just ignore them. It's all about the ambition. I'm awesome. <laughs> and if you, I mean, this is part and parcel of I'm awesome. So. This is Chris's first podcast, people. Yeah, Chris, I, Chris I, I, is not I used to having the microphone. How awesome you are isn't podcast dynamite. Yeah, uh, you're not Canadian, so you're not actually that. But awesome I, I appreciate podcast. the interjection of how awesome you are, and I'm not taking anything away from it. I mean, You're not know. next on my list. But I think we might have covered Coulthard now. Oh, it's like Coulthard. Next oh, on my God. list. Look at okay. yeah, Jack Villeneuve. That's yeah, Jack all Jack 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 Jack. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is how long I know F1. By the way, just random random fact while we're on uh, F1. No, I did. What, get, 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 Chris, 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 my friend. Chris. 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 Two little quick um, F1 things. One. I think back then it was a lot more interesting, even though I was never yeah. an F1 guy. The fact that they used to crush so much. You see, I'm so glad they made it so safe that, that oh, no one's going to get... Um, everyone's less likely to get seriously injured or die. But he dies. That's wonderful. It's great, and that's how it should be. But the best thrill you ever got watching F1 was when someone would skid out in the most spectacular fashion and be okay. Now, obviously, yeah. no one liked it when anyone died or got seriously injured. We're not glorifying that. The most wonderful thing was you saw the most spectacular spins and some was okay. I'm glad they stopped it because people are safe and it saves lives. Yeah. But, oh my God, when you saw a car flip over 20 times, hit a wall, there's a like there's, there's no it. way anyone's walking away from that and they did. Yeah. That was yeah, a definitely. miracle. Uh, the other thing is, I, last week or, and the week before, was doing some temp work and I ended up uh, in a place which does rubber mouldings where they made like the rims and stuff and parts for F1 cars, the rubber mouldings. Oh, cool. And so you got these uh, wheel trims and they were literally uh, having to rush them through being painted by hand in this factory to get them to uh, Lewis Hamilton oh. 
to oh, race that cool. weekend. So it's a Russian three to, awesome. to get in the car. Anyway, yeah, sorry, back to your list though. Back to my list. So the next person on my oh, list. Yeah, I have Anyway. That was the awesome Chris again? Yeah. <laughs> Next person on my list is somebody who I didn't realise was Canadian until I Googled them. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Yes. I never realised he was Canadian. I, I'm i not really a fan with these things. So Fair enough. But, until uh, Google told me, no. But a I mean, regular appearer on many lists. Yeah. Who doesn't love Michael J. Fox? Like, yeah. Back to the future. And you oh. had the most awesome honour to have a photograph with Christopher Lloyd, didn't I did. you? did. I went to uh, London Comic Con two two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, uh, it sort of, in hindsight, felt like a, a bit of a date. Do you and me? Uh, in hindsight, yes. Nicola, with Nicola. Nicola, say, with Lucy. No. Yeah, that sounded okay. a bit confusing so there because listeners are like... Which the listener doesn't know. No, they don't know. <laughs> but you can carry on if you like because I was there Pretty too. Day. No, no, but you and I, uh, while you were off uh, getting the signing and you went to a talk... Yes. With Jim, because you got these uh, special tickets. Yes. And we then you toddled off. We yeah. did. Ian actually, he says hanging out. What we ended up actually doing was me running around going, oh, I want to see this person. I just want to look at that person. And, and Ian like, just going, yes, all right then. Yes, dear. You, No, no, no. Because, but it's because you were being so positive. What was wonderful was you were being so apologetic because I think... I was so hyper. Well, well, but you're was that the whiskey that we've probably been drinking yeah it might be but Pamela Anderson was there I've got no real interest in Pamela Anderson I want to see Pammy I want to see Pammy and I did see her my point was was your partner at the time wasn't particularly into that kind of thing and so when we were there you were like oh god I really want to go to the person I go yeah and you said oh I'm so I'm so sorry like I'm getting hyper like uh, I'm growing like no this is where you go to be young and to have like you know People get years stripped off them at Comic-Con because they're having fun. People go with their families and they act like kids because they're so overjoyed to see their childhood heroes and their heroes of today and people who they admire. This is the one place where you don't have to worry about being grown up. And it was just so nice to see the... Uh, like As youthful as you want, baby. It was so nice to see the years strip away and you just like go, it's like, I'm just really excited to see people who I like love to see on TV. There's Pammy. There's uh, like a guy who's dressed as Ricardo. There's a, a guy who's... Oh, uh, and... Matt um, Mickelson. Alison, Alison Hannigan as well and her husband. Oh, yeah. Um, Alexis Dorf? Dorf? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I was like, go, let's go see. I want to go see her. Um, Mads, obviously. Mads. Um, I wanted to go and see. Oh, John Cleese. Oh, he's got airs on him, hasn't he? Going behind that wall. I was, well, yeah, but I was just Even a bit like annoyed. Because, yeah, I really want to see John Cleese. But uh, with Mad Mickelson, I'm saying, go in. Take a photo. Take a photo. Well, they might not like Take it. <laughs> take it, bitch. <laughs> but yes, Michael J. Fox. Good time. I didn't, I didn't realise he's Canadian, to be honest. I was mm. like, oh, ah. But who doesn't love Michael J. Fox? Oh, and what a great man. He's done so much work now um, for the Parkinson's, Parkinson's research. Because my my real job um, is research. And, yeah, we apply for Michael J. Fox stuff and we get funding for stuff. And it's okay. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, um, what's really impressive was, well, there's so much impressive about this guy. But while he was filming uh, Back to the Future, to begin with, Family Ties, which he was recording at the time, the TV show which made him, they didn't want to release him to begin with. They got like a uh, studio coming up to the producers of Family Ties saying, 
would you release um, Michael J for this project? And they're going, to be honest with you, we're in the middle of... Well, yeah, they said we're in the middle of filming this. We can't really, uh, otherwise we would screw over our series. I'm really sorry. And they didn't even tell Michael J. Fox. And then the production goes, okay, fair enough. We're going to get, oh, God, what was the name of the guy? Uh, Generic guy. um, There's another actor whose uh, name has escaped me. He was in The Fly 2... it's going to come back to me in a minute, but they, Jeff they, Goldblum. they filmed, they actually filmed the first... Oh my the, God, Jeff Goldblum as Marty McFly. Sorry, no, you, know the, the, you know the first bit of the uh, uh, Michael Stoltz, or Eric Stoltz, Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. They filmed the first bit of uh, Back to Future, the bit before they go to Back to Bus. They filmed the first bit with Eric Stoltz. They said, it's like, we, we think it's so great, we're going to film this with him. And the production company going, it's not working. We need to recast. Hey, we need to get some Yeah, and basically they go, Mike J. Fox, we think he'd be really great. We initially wanted him. We've tried to film it with Eric Stoltz as you wanted, but it's not working. And the production company basically said, uh, we want Eric Stoltz so much. If it doesn't work, we will actually pay to refilm all these shots. They had to admit it wasn't working. So they went to Michael J. Fox. They went to back to the... Uh, we need you, Michael. Well, they went back to Family Child and go, look. We understand you've got a film, but look, if he could do it, if we arrange our shooting schedule, mm. so while you're filming your show, he films at night. So he basically do film. Oh, I heard this. Day. He like did like he'd twenty do, hours a day like, or something. Future. Yeah, he would do. He basically he'd do um, family ties during the day. He would sleep on the car to the set of Back to the Future, yeah. and then film during the night. And um, basically, yeah. So the the guy behind Family Ties goes, look, okay, I'll put it to Michael. And if they call them, they were honest about it. They go, look, we weren't going to release you before because yeah. you had a contract to us. But there is a way in which if you don't want to get sleep for uh, two mo- two or three months, you could do both. And he, he agreed to do it. And that's how that happened. And I'm a legend. And at the time, he, you know that bit when he, uh, they played Johnny Be Good? Yes. That's all fate. And he, because uh, when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and yeah. when he... Uh, came out about his diagnosis, mm. he said, uh, right, okay, I want to really prove what someone with Parkinson's can do. I want to keep him working. I want to mm. keep him producing. And he um, he learned to have to play Johnny Be Good and he did it at a charity event. He only, I think he's still doing it and only now is he starting to struggle with it. Yeah. But, I, it, but he learned I how to that, play. Like, recently he's been yeah. struggling. He's, he's taking a downhill symptoms. on his health. We, we hope he's going to be with us a bit yes. longer. But, uh, but basically, yeah. He learned how to play Johnny Be Good post doing Back to the Future so he could do it live at these charity events That's to raise awesome. money to prove what people with Parkinson's can do. He's yeah. such a legend. In fact, in, uh, I say recent years, it was a few years ago, he did the Michael J. Fox show. They only, it only ran for one series and it was based on a show with someone with a degenerative disease. Yes. It wasn't Parkinson's, they gave him another motor mm-hmm. neuron disease. But uh, for one series, he filmed that heavy into Parkinson's. Yeah. And it, it was cancelled, you know, because of my brains, but, but he managed to do that, coping yeah. with such a thing, and it, I think he's a legend. Sorry, I've spoken about him more than you yeah, have, but yeah. just... Uh, no, I just... He came up on the list, wonder. and I was like... I, I, again, another one didn't know he was Canadian. I was like, oh, well, therefore, if he is Canadian, he has to go on the list, because he doesn't love Back to, like, Back to the Future is easily one of my favourite films, and yeah... Michael J. Fox. I think also the fact that he kept his Parkinson's thing hidden for so long. Yeah, it was like during the since, film was Sin City. Yeah, and since he's yeah, obviously he come out saying he's got it, and the fact that he's done so much charity work to raise money for research in Parkinson's, like, yeah, brilliant, good for him. 
I mean, uh, he found out, I think, during or just after the filming of uh, Back to the Future that he had Parkinson's. And it was near the end of Sin City. Yeah, so but long it later came to that, the point that he had to... Well, he had to pull out of it. Yeah, had to and it's only then when he revealed the... diagnosis and people on the set had got annoyed with him because he kept on like flaking out or filming. As yeah. they thought it was flaking out, it just oh, it was his okay. illness. No, it's but he, um, he ended up uh, revealing it to them and they were all like, oh, I'm so sorry, we thought you were being lazy or that you weren't bothering mm. or you were drunk or whatever. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, uh, to, to take that on, because he must have known that people would yeah, that's the, see I mean, him badly. I think if you're a celebrity, to, to have to take on, like, not just the fact you've got this life-changing illness, but that the fact that people are going to react mm. to the fact you've got it. It's well, then, but it's also the point, he didn't reveal it for so long, Yeah, and he let people think he was being lazy or drunk or whatever else. Yeah. He'd rather take that on yeah. than revealing it, because he wanted to wait till the last possible moment to reveal, to say, right, I've had it for this long, and look what I've done. Mm. people with Parkinson's can do this and and it sounds like that's the spirit he went in with yeah I must admit I um there was a similar incident that I remember when I was about I think I was 18 and um I worked at a pub and we had a glass collector that was in the year above me at school actually and um he kept complaining about his uh leg her saying his leg was painful um and um he, everybody was like, you know, people would say, and the manager would say, oh, he keeps sitting down all the time. He just wants to sit down. But actually, it turned out he had cancer. He oh, didn't know that. He didn't know it. But actually, he did um, He did pass away, sadly, because it broke oh. off and went to his lung. But it's a similar thing where yeah, people assumed something yeah. else rather than the yeah. what it was. You know, nobody sort of went, oh, I wonder why our employee is yeah. sat down. They just went, oh, he's lazy. He sits down all the time. Mm. Uh, you, you need a pee, are you saying? I need a How pee. many Canadians have you got left? I got two. Can you can you go through the two Canadians quickly? If you need a toilet. Well, we shouldn't keep this in the podcast. I mean, I'm still <laughs> recording. Please edit this out. I mean, this, no, this is definitely staying in the podcast, but we're going to take a pee oh, break now. I need a toilet and then we'll, we'll edit out. We need a toilet. We'll be back with the podcast in just a minute. It'll be no time for you. I don't even know why I'm mentioning it, but um, Lucy's definitely going for a pee right now. Huh. Okay, so Lucy is back from having a pee. I have pee. We're waiting for Chris to come back for a pee. Well, while we're going to do pee. that, we're going to continue with our Canadians. My penultimate Canadian. Penultimate Canadian. Is someone who, um, when he popped up on Google, I thought, oh, is he Canadian? Oh, yes, he is Canadian. It is Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh, oh legend. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was legend pe- I was pleased because I was like, oh, because I was a little bit like, after I got back to about four or five Canadians, I was like, who else is Canadian that I like? And it was balancing the who, who is Canadian, but also who do I like? That was the hardest aspect of this thing. But who doesn't love Dan Aykroyd? Oh, he's yeah. awesome. Yes. The, Benny, man, the man makes Benny, his own vodka. Benny, my podcasting desk. <laughs> Yeah, Crystal Skull Vodka, uh, we, we've had that on the podcast. Blues Brothers, Blues Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Vodka, Dragnet. But, but there's nothing to not like about him. Exactly. And he's still very affable and nice. Yeah. Like, last, the last I heard of him was on XFM, where he was out here promoting his Crystal Skull Vodka. But he was still his same jolly, nice self. He's just like... Blah blah blah. And I don't. And don't buy my vodka. Okay, buy your vodka. Yeah. I, I actually bought a couple of small ones 
I've got two oh, little skulls. But they're so, they come in such nice little bottles. Yeah. I have been tempted. That I have a bigger bottle there. Oh, it, it's like, well, it is, a, it's a crystal skull. Sm- yeah, and we've also got two small ones as yeah. well. Yeah. I, I would I would buy it if I needed it, vodka. It, that bottle but that would be about as, as vodkas as vodkas go. Yeah. How does it taste? I thought it was quite smooth. It was nice. It's very yeah. smooth. It tastes like uh, there's no chemical. Well, there's no chemical process. What do you mix it with? Uh, well, what what like, I mean, or did you? Did well, you have it neat? We, oh, I think well, we did. Well, the best thing to mix it with uh, what they advise and what I find nice is like something like a cranberry juice. Oh. Like, I mean, I, I only use fruit juice, so I don't use uh, Coke or anything in my yeah mixes. Well, uh, but, my father uh, is the same. He's like Coca Cola. Don't don't insult but me. But where where no. like uh, where uh, it is more a natural processed drink. Uh, I think not adding that is better. Yeah. But like some people, uh, like a Coke with it or something, but uh, fruit juice is very nice for them. Mm. I'm having hugs with Benny right now. I was going to say, he's got, he looks he's got, it's very so happy there. He's got Benny on his lap. And Benny's just like, oh, daddy, I do podcasting. So uh, your final Canadian? Final, well, it's a pair because I, I had a Canadian, but then I was reminded I could potentially have fake, fictional Canadians. And I think these two represent more than just just themselves. They represent a whole area of entertainment. So my final Canadians are Terence and Philip from South Park. Because I love this. Who doesn't love South Park? And also, who doesn't love Terence and Philip? I I love the fact that. Um... With South Park, they love to take the Mickey out of their calendar. Like the Blame, Blame Canada, Canada is a huge song for the movie. Canada. But uh, it's all done lovingly. Like yes. anything, like anything which um, South Park does, it's always within love. Like I, I think they are Canadian, or they are at least. No, they're not. No. <laughs> no, are you sure? I don't think they are. No, I think they're just. It's a bit like, have you seen Book of Mormon, which is the yeah, musical? Uh, no, I haven't, but I want to. It's a love letter to, they, they call it a love letter to atheists. Because, as as they say, like anything they take the piss out of, it's done in a loving and mocking way. It's not done to hurt, it's done out of, lo- you know how you mock and love your best friends and you just can't take the piss out of your best friends? It's that kind of humour. Did you look at Matt Stone and Trey Parker? I, I, I thought they were Canadian. I don't, Matt, what? Matt Stone and Trey, Trey Parker. Parker. I don't think they're Canadian. Matt Stone? I'm feeling Trey they're from Parker. like... Or oh, one of them, though. I feel like they're from like the Midwest. Okay, so Matt Stone is an American animator? American, yeah, yeah. there we go, American, I was right. Trey Parker? No, neither of them Canadian. I'm probably Canada, wrong. Not Canada, not Canada. Okay, Trey Parker... Is an American animator. Is an American animator. Thank you. But they're big fans of Canada. Yes, exactly. Oh, babe, babe, babe. Benny's going your way. Uh, Make sure he doesn't go. The whole blame Canada thing. You know, the whole whole Canada aspect of the South Park movie is not... not It's not hate. It's not made of hate. It it is just to take the piss out of... Yeah, like... Yeah, Okay, buddy. Ah, how about that? Yes. Ah, okay, buddy. And the like Ike is... That, the whole thing about in the South Park movie is like the whole thing that like Ike is an adopted Canadian child and like Kyle's mum just ignores that. It's just like he doesn't, she, she ignores about that her own adopted child is from Canada and she's like, eh, Canada's horrible. Bleh. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think it was uh, so well done and uh, again, 
I get whereby people want a correct representation for different people. They want people to be accepted, and that's all great. But some people are mistaken, something like South Park, which obviously is taking the mickey out of everything equally. Like, mm. no one yeah, is exactly. off limits to get the piss taken out of, but in a very loving way. Yes. And it's all about, like, we love everyone, but we'll take the piss out of everyone. Yes. To then say that's uh, not cool because it's not politically correct. Well, it's not meant to be. It's comedy. Yeah. And it's meant to be, yeah, again, it's equal. No one is put above anyone else. I yeah. think, I think like, the way you have to look at it is that American and Canadian... America and Canada is a bit like the UK and Ireland in the, in the terms of how close we are as countries, but also how we take the piss out of each other. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, that, that's the end of your, your top thing, can I? <laughs> that's kind of what would have it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this has been a fun episode. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Chris, I think we've lost somewhere, but we'll find yeah, him in the toilet. We'll find him in the house somewhere. <laughs> but for now, uh, I have been... Squee! Joining me has been our, our latest addition to the G South team, by Southeast team. That is uh, little Benton over there. Just, just taking a rest. He's having a little sleep. And of course, Civilian Aid Nicola. And uh, our guests this week's have been Lucy and <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Um, Nicola, if someone had a compass they wanted it pointed in a certain direction till next week, uh, what what direction would they have it pointed in? Due south by southeast. <laughs>